What up, bitches? Blazedic Fused, coming at ya. Today, I'm going to be trying something a little different. Uh, this is going to be my first solo episode. Uh, I'd rather be boning my girlfriend right now, but uh, she recently switched to first shifts, and I'm not motivated enough to masturbate, so I'm recording a podcast instead. I guess it's true what they say about marijuana. It saps your motivation, even to masturbate. Uh, my co-host is also sleeping, so it's just me for today. Um, not sure exactly how this is going to work out. Uh, chances are high that this episode's going to suck major dick. But, you know, fuck it. Gotta try something sometimes, you know? So, anyway... Um, I guess the first major story that uh, really merits mention that most people are probably talking about is uh, Washington uh, began their first day of legal marijuana sales. That's right. Washington State, which uh, legalized marijuana along with Colorado back in uh, November of 2012, uh, finally began their first day's sales today some nearly four years later, or two years later, sorry. And uh, part of the reason for the delay, I think, is that Washington's approach to legalization is a lot stricter than Colorado's. Um, For instance, uh, in Colorado, uh, anybody can grow their own cannabis. Uh, I believe it's six plant maximum limit that anybody can grow whereas in Washington uh, nobody can grow except for licensed um, facilities that grow for dispensaries where you need to buy it from or pot shops I'm not exactly sure if they're dispensaries or not but anyway moving on and another difference is um, in Washington the uh, growers and distributors or uh, shops are completely separate. Um, And in Colorado, they have what's called a a vertical integration where uh, stores have to produce at least 70% of their product that they sell. So I'm not exactly sure what the rationale behind that is. But for Washington, I think they probably are trying to do something with their revenue because uh, they can tax the growers and then tax the shops and then tax the uh, consumers who ultimately end up buying the product <clears throat> so that could be what's going on there i really don't know i'm talking out of my ass right now but sounds good to me sounds about right um, let's see. Another major difference between Washington and Colorado is, uh, I believe Washington has a set limit on the number of shops that can operate within the state. Uh, not exactly sure how they came up with this number. Uh, Mark Kleiman, who is, uh, some professor in California or some shit, Actually, you know, pretty smart dude. I think he's some economics professor or some shit like that. 
But anyway, uh, he worked with the Liquor Control Board in Washington to help uh, draft the regulations for legal cannabis. And I guess it came up with this 200 number based on uh, population of the state. And I don't know exactly how it's written, but I guess places with a denser population will have more stores than some town of a couple thousand people that might not even have a store. And um, in Colorado, uh, from what I understand, there's no limit to the stores that can open, but both states have a uh, stipulation in their regulations where uh, municipalities can opt out of legalization and basically just say, we want to be a dry county or a dry town or whatever. So... That's the same. Um, Another difference is that Washington has a cap on the amount of square feet that can be uh, used to produce cannabis. So there's a finite limit on the square footage of um, warehouse space, I guess, that can be used in the production and growing of cannabis. So that means that once that number is reached and you've got these certain growing companies or growers, I don't know, I guess they would be companies, not individuals, but although corporations are people, you got to remember, uh, Supreme Court said that, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, once that, that number is reached, once that that limit has been attained, no more growers. So if the demand for legal cannabis reaches, you know, over that limit and stores run out of stock, oh fucking well. Too bad. Because that's the way Washington is set up. You've got a finite limit of growing space, which means you can only grow so many, you know, you can only cram so many plants and so many lights into a a certain space so you know once that rim- limit is reached that's it and i guess part of the reason they wanted to do that was to uh deter the uh diversion of legal cannabis into states and even canada where it's still illegal which you know is gonna fucking happen unfortunately uh uh, I really wish that it wouldn't happen personally because I think that it hurts rather than helps the cause of legalization for that to be happening. But at the same time, I think there's an argument in there for expanding legalization because obviously the people in Idaho, the people in Oregon, uh, the people in British Columbia want to fucking smoke weed. The people all over the fucking world want to smoke weed and Making it illegal doesn't fucking stop him. And they're going to fucking get it one way or another. Whether it's from Washington State or Colorado or California or anywhere that has uh, sort of relaxed cannabis laws. Or Mexican drug cartels or, you know, whoever. One way or another, people are going to get something. They're going to do something. If they can't get marijuana, if they can't get uh good drugs they'll fucking drink cough syrup people want to alter their fucking consciousness that's an innate human drive and the prohibition against certain substances 
is uh, just against human nature and therefore kind of stupid. But anyway, I don't know. I'm ranting now, but that's good there, right? That's, that's what this is supposed to be about. I guess another interesting thing, uh, difference that I saw in Washington, just browsing. I haven't really been following this story too much. I don't know. For some reason, Washington hasn't really been on my radar. I've just kind of been, you know, Colorado, like, yeah, you know, like I actually thought about moving there for a while. I just still might. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Colorado just seems like so badass. And then Washington, like, I don't know. Who the fuck is, who cares about Washington, you know? Like, most people, when they hear Washington, they don't even realize that it's a state. Like, they think Washington, D.C. Except for, I don't know, maybe maybe Twilight changed that a little bit since that's set in Washington, but who knows. Anyway, another interesting uh, info bite or tidbit that I saw when I was researching this sort of kind of not really, I'm not even really researching, but just reading shit is that, uh, Washington, I guess, began their sales at a, uh, $10 gram price point, which is pretty good. I mean, shit where I live in Illinois, um, the price of a gram of cannabis, uh, good cannabis, which is about the only cannabis that I even come in contact with anymore. When I was in high school, we used to get um, commercial, which was like Mexican brickweed. It was like, oh my God, so fucking gross. Just brown, dry, like compressed, nasty shit. But I don't even know what a gram of that cost. I think maybe like 10 bucks. I don't even remember. It's been so fucking long. But, um, yeah, so the price for, like, good quality cannabis where I live is about, you know, where it's illegal is about $20. So $10 a gram is a pretty good fucking deal. Although, uh, from what I was reading in the article or skimming, I should say, um, is that the price is set to go up, uh, just because the uh, supplies are pretty limited right now because it's been, you know, this is the first day and they're just really getting shit up and running. So they're running into a similar problem that Colorado had when they opened up their f- first legal sales is that they ran out of weed. So uh, because the supplies are limited and demand is so high and there's only so many, you know, I'm not exactly sure how many, but I imagine a handful of distributors open right now um the price is going up from that ten dollar price point and i might cap at twenty dollars because i don't see paying more than twenty dollars a fucking gram i mean if it costs more than twenty dollars a gram i'll just go to my fucking dealer that i was going to before you know but um the price will probably do that and it'll fluctuate and something or something like that. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not an economics professor, but the price is set to change. And speaking of prices, while I'm on the topic, um, I was recently uh, reading some article where in the comments section, it was something about Colorado legalizing. And in the comments section, uh, 
there are some people bitching about uh, the price of weed, the price of legal weed. I believe the article had to do with the medical marijuana program versus the legal marijuana program and how people are still sort of exploiting the loopholes in medical marijuana because, you know, you can go to a doctor and pay for the license and, you know, say that you got a fucking headache or whatever, back pain, and uh, get your medical marijuana license. And medical marijuana is a lot cheaper than legal marijuana. So some people have opted to put in that little extra upfront money to get their license and go lie to their doctor because they're fucking unscrupulous douchebags and get that medical marijuana card and get the discounted weed. And there was some shit going on about that and people were like, $60 an eighth is just too much. But to me, um, living in a state where it's illegal, I pay $60 an eighth. That's pretty standard prices. And you know what? If I can pay $60 an eighth and be able to go into a store, uh, not have to worry about being arrested, not have to worry about the fucking police uh, pulling me over and saying that they detect a scent of cannabis where there is none and violating my civil liberties to help bolster their fucking... I don't even know their quotas or funding. I don't I don't know what the fuck they're trying to do exactly, but if I can pay the same amount that I would pay if it weren't legal and be able to go into a store, not have to worry about being arrested, be able to enjoy the convenience of having a store that's open during normal business hours. I don't have to try to call some dude and be like, hey man, can you meet me? Are you fucking busy? Blah, blah, blah. Do you even have any? Um, and go to a store where they have a variety, a wide fucking variety of the fucking best shit available. You know, if I could have all that for the same fucking price that I pay right now for illegal weed, I'll, I, I'll gladly pay that. Like, I do not see what the fuck people are bitching about. And that's the thing. People were bitching in the comments about this. They're like, what the fuck? $60? You gotta lower the taxes. This is some bullshit. And my response to that is, you know what? Fuck you. You know, you people are just fucking worthless pieces of shit that don't want to contribute to society. You just want to fucking smoke dope all day. And I don't know what the fuck sit in drum circles and fucking uh, jerk each other off. I don't know. You know, there's, there's like a, I think there's a sort of schism. Um, there's, there was another article I was reading about uh, this concert that was put on by the Colorado uh, orchestra that was sort of cannabis themed. Um, and there was like a big hullabaloo about the city was like, Oh, you can't have this concert cause you're promoting public use of weed so they had to like rearrange the rules or something and make it like invite only i don't know but anyway there was some fucking lady on there who's probably an old crusty cunt who you know if i met her i'd probably not get along with her very well but she did sort of have this um interesting point where she's like you know when marijuana was illegal you know it's it's associated with all these fucking burnout pieces of shit 
basic I'm paraphrasing obviously but you know now that it's legal it's like sophisticated and high class and I don't have to be in the cannabis closet anymore and that's the thing I think there's there's a couple different kinds of stoners as if anybody's seen half-baked there's an awesome scene where they go through the different kinds of stoners uh one of them is like the the, the angry teenage kid and then in the other room it's his, the middle-aged dad who's likes to smoke weed and try to come up with ways to connect with his kid sweet irony but um there's a kind there's there's different people and it that's the thing we're, we're, we're all kind of unique individuals and we all kind of like to get stoned you know no matter if you're a fucking cheech and chong burnout piece of shit which there's certain people who are like that who just i don't know smoke weed and do drugs because that's what they want to do they think they wish they were born in the 60s or something i don't know i don't understand these people hippies sorry you need to use soap and then there's the sort of people that you don't hear about the people you don't see the professionals the teachers the lawyers the uh you know functioning members of society who because of the legal ramifications of uh being caught smoking cannabis have to hide their usage and sort of you know not associate with it and if it ever comes up in conversation maybe even badmouth it for fear of their uh colleagues finding out that they smoke weed and you know losing their positions or whatever which is unfortunate because i think if more people felt comfortable coming out of the canvas closet as it were uh we wouldn't have this shit legalized a long time ago but we'll see what happens i think the tide is turning moving on so Washington began their legal weed. Hooray. Uh, in other news, Colorado recently uh, came under some scrutiny. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what department it is. I think they have a whole like marijuana regula- regulation agency in Colorado that's in charge of uh, their legalization program. Whereas in Washington, it's the Liquor Control Board just kind of got assigned that detail. But in Colorado, the regulatory agency overseeing marijuana uh, set up a series of sting operations where they were trying to see whether or not these legal cannabis shops were selling to underage people. And in something like uh, 20 shops, not a single one sold to the undercover uh, agents trying to pose as a minors buying cannabis. Not one. So to all these people who are like, well, now that it's legal, kids are going to have better access to it. Fuck you, you dumb piece of shit. Because just like legalization advocates have been saying for years, when you regulate it, shops ask for IDs. You know who doesn't ask for an ID? Drug dealers. Drug dealers don't ask for ID. And they'll happily sell cannabis or anything else 
to your fucking snot-nosed, half-retarded, douchebag children. But when you have a regulated market where motherfuckers have invested thousands of dollars in licenses and fucking uh, inventory and all the fucking taxes and shit, they're not going to risk all that fucking investment to make $60 an eighth selling it to little Johnny Douchebag who just turned 18 and thinks, oh, I'm going to go buy some weed. <laughs> you know? No. They're not going to fucking do that. It's it's simple self-interest. Why would they fucking shoot themselves in the foot like that? But, um... Anyway, that's so that's not really a big surprise. And actually, you know, I got to say, good job, Colorado. Because, yeah, that would have been bad if there was some scandal. Like, there's really, you know, like, it's like a tense moment right now. This is sort of like the dipping of the toes. Colorado and Washington are the toes of America. And they're dipping into the pool that is cannabis legalization and they're testing it out and depending on the signals that get sent back to the central nervous system uh, aka in this analogy the federal government that will decide whether or not we see an expansion further legalization across the country or a, uh, a backlash where not only do Colorado and Washington legalization get shut down, but marijuana laws in general become more strict. It'll be interesting to see. This is this is a crucial time right here. And I think um, my general sense is that shit's going to go in the pro-legalization direction. I really do believe that there's just no... Like, prohibition is an untenable position. There's no valid arguments for the prohibition of cannabis. Um, there's a lot of lies and deception and overblowing of unfortunate events, such as a couple of instant, instant incidents, I guess. Yeah, incidents in Colorado where people are taking way too much edibles and going crazy and shooting their wives or jumping out of buildings. I don't fucking know. But you know, all these things get sort of, you know, blown out of proportion, but, you know, you, at the same time, you got to look at it in context. Look at how many people are dying from alcohol in a given, you know, time frame versus how many people are dying from marijuana in that same time frame. How many people are dying from prescription drugs in a given time frame. And, you know, I think if you put a look at the numbers side by side, you'll see that cannabis is really not a big deal. And, when that sort of uh, public health and safety concern is understood in its proper context, then the whole facade of prohibition goes away because that's the whole thing is we got to protect the children and marijuana is dangerous. It'll ruin your life. Even if you try it just once, as some law enforcement official was quoted in a recent article as saying. But... 
truth is, uh, although, you know, using drugs in general, anything, alcohol, tobacco, caffeine even, probably not a good idea to do an excess or maybe even chronically, who knows, what sorts of health ramifications come from all those things. Uh, Relatively speaking, cannabis, pretty safe. Pretty much not going to hurt you. A little alcohol now and then, a little bit, not going to hurt you. A little bit of caffeine, cup of coffee, not going to hurt you. So, I don't know. I think uh, once people kind of get comfortable with that idea and they see like, yeah, shit's okay. We're making a lot of money. We'll see legalization. But in the meantime, speaking of money, we got to figure some shit out with this fucking banking and cannabis because shit is ridiculous. Uh, For anybody who doesn't know, legal marijuana businesses, and this includes medical marijuana and legal shops in Colorado and Washington, cannot hold bank accounts. Because under federal law, any bank that uh, has an account with, that holds an account, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fucking banker, holds an account for a marijuana shop is violating federal uh, drug laundering laws and can, you know, who knows what the fuck will happen. They'll probably just get fined because that's what happened to this bank in fucking England that was caught laundering all this fucking money for drug cartels. They were fined a couple million dollars where as the fucking money that they made from laundering the money was somewhere in the billions. So what the fuck is a fucking million dollars when you're making a billion, really? Uh, It's really not a punishment. But anyway, so these banks are basically unwilling to do business with these legal marijuana shops. And as a consequence of that, um, the IRS is fining Colorado uh, marijuana shops because they're paying their taxes in cash because that's the only way that they can pay their taxes or do any sorts of business because they can't have a fucking bank account. So the IRS is saying, we're going to have to fine you an additional couple million dollars or whatever the percentage is because you filed your shit in cash instead of electronically which to me i don't that's that's just beyond ridiculous i mean you got so much fucking scrutiny on these fucking businesses so much regulations so much pressure to perform and be upstanding and keep good records and not violate the law And then you get this fucking shit on top of it. I mean, I'm sure most marijuana businesses are doing well financially. Lots of people coming out to Colorado from all over the place to, you know, just to buy illegal weed. Sure, they're making lots of money. But still, like, why should they have to pay extra on top of that any more than any other business? To me, it just doesn't make sense. It's some bullshit. And the IRS really... Go fuck yourself. Your fucking hard drives crashing. Fucking lying cocksuckers. Go fuck yourself. Another news story. 
the UK. I don't know too much about this. I don't live in the UK, but apparently they have some sort of uh, law that they passed where they put up internet filters um, to block pornography and in a sort of familiar vein of argument. Uh, this was done to protect the children from the evils of pornographic material on the internet. So uh, internet service providers in the UK uh, set up these filters that basically blocked adult websites. And I guess you can remove them, but you got to like request a removal of the filter from your ISP, which uh, for some people can be kind of embarrassing. But I mean, if you're jerking off to porn, you're a fucking degenerate already. So who gives a fuck? But anyway, along with uh, pornography sites, though, um, this uh, filter has also been found to block pro-legalization sites, such as uh, Students for Sensible Drug Policy, uh, Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, the National Cannabis Industry Association, Marijuana Policy Project, Normal, Americans for Safe Access, which is actually the most blocked one, because that's the one that advocates specifically for medical marijuana. And um, I guess following the sort of uh, progression of legal or relaxation of laws, what we've seen so far is, you know, medical marijuana comes first because that's the easiest one to get past. It's the hardest to argue against. You know, you're going to fucking look at some people fucking having seizures and dying of cancer and say, oh, you can't have something that makes you better. Like, if you say that, you're a piece of shit, which is why medical marijuana is fucking passing all over the place. And hopefully Florida will pass in November. Yeah, November. We'll see. But anyway, the UK does not want that medical marijuana passed because once that passes, you know, game's over because... It's the next step. It's a slippery slope, as, you know, the opponents are fond of saying, towards legalization. And you know what? They're kind of right. Although, whether or not that's a bad thing, good or bad thing, is debatable. I think it's a good thing. A slippery slope towards legalization? Like, yeah, we need to stop wasting fucking money locking people up and violating people's rights and ruining their lives with criminal records for nothing. For enjoying a substance that's safer than other substances that we allow them to enjoy, namely alcohol. You know, we let people smoke, drink alcohol, don't bother them. But they weed, just gotta lock them in jail. They're ruining their lives. Meanwhile, despite the exorbitant amount of money spent enforcing prohibition, nothing has changed. Consumption remains about the same, and, you know, you're not doing shit. You're just pissing a lot of people off and wasting a lot of money. Anyway, also blocked was the Marijuana Majority, uh, Transform Drug Policy Foundation, and the Global Initiative for Drug Policy Reform. The only uh, website that was not blocked by these filters was the Drug Policy Alliance, who, I don't know, I have to think, I have to wonder if Richard Branson, man, I had something to do with that since he seems to be aligned with uh, the DPA, Drug Policy Alliance. Maybe he pulls some strings with his, I'm sure he's got contacts in Parliament over there in England or the UK or whatever the fuck you guys are. 
and uh, was like, hey, don't, don't, don't fuck with my friends. Or they just knew that Richard Branson was aligned with them, and they were like, well, we don't want to piss off a knight, Sir Richard Branson, because, you know, he's got all that money. So we'll let his site sort of slide by. I don't know. But I just thought that was kind of interesting, and it's kind of weird. Like I, like I said, I, I, I'm not from the UK, but I do sort of follow, or I see, it's it's on my radar, the, the sort of UK... Uh, drug policy shit that's going on here and, and man I see a lot of fucking ridiculous news stories about weed coming out of the UK uh, most recently there was a story on I believe the Daily Mail which I'm not sure is the Daily Mail a, a tabloid site I don't know I, I was talking to this guy that I worked with he's from Wales or originally from Wales and uh, I was asking about the Daily mail and he said it was like a legit site but i swear to god this this has got to be some sort of like tabloid like ufos took my baby shit or something i don't know because they ran a story about some kid who tried cannabis for the first time over in uh australia and then like jumped in front of a train or something like some fucking retarded shit i don't even know and then i remember a while back they had one about uh some lady who like died in her sleep and they said that she was addicted to weed and the weed caused her to have cardiac arrest and there was some doctor who was like yes this this definitely marijuana like seems like the uk has a lot of anti-weed propaganda coming out of it i don't know exactly what's going on i guess if their uh government is uh censoring the internet with these sort of filters that they probably have a pretty uh, strong influence on the uh, traditional media and might have a role in sort of uh, fabricating or otherwise promoting these sort of outlandish anti-weed propaganda stories. Um, Some fucked up shit. I don't know exactly what's going on over there. I wish I could get someone from the UK. I don't know if I have any friends on Facebook who are from there, but that might be something to do in a future episode. But anyway shit be crazy and yeah who knows we'll see what happens they're just like everybody else they're just scared they're because they they see where the wind is blowing and they're gonna try to cling on to the way things are there's special interest groups that are strongly entrenched against this shit they fucking fired uh david nutt the professor uh who is the head of the, I don't know exactly what it is, I think Council on Misuse of Drugs or some bullshit. Basically, their version of the drug czar's office, except for they had an actual scientist instead of a retired cop, which is what we seem to always have over here in the United States. But uh, David Nutt basically came out and said that uh, MDMA and cannabis really aren't that bad for you, so why the fuck is this, you know... They're class A or class B. They should really be moved down to like class whatever, which is similar to our uh, drug scheduling and the Control Substances Act, Control Substances Act here in the United States. Uh, whereas I believe class A is like the worst, highest class of restricted drugs, and class C are like not so bad. But anyway, so that guy came out and said that shit speaking as a scientist looking at the 
data, the evidence, and they fired his ass. They just were like, yeah, you know what? Fuck you and your science. We don't want to hear that bullshit. So, yeah, I can definitely see the UK government being uh, very active in anti-weed bullshit. So whatever, fuck those people. But anyway, uh, moving on, I guess the last thing that I really have to talk about right now is a uh, amazing article that I actually just finished reading uh, on The Nation, which I, I, I wish more people could read this because it really kind of uh, outlines uh, who the opposition is and who, not really the opposition, but the people behind the opposition, the people pulling the strings and funding the uh, groups like uh, Partnership for Drug-Free Kids, I guess they're called now, formerly Partnership for Drug-Free America, the fucking lame-ass, here's your brain, here's your brain on drugs, fucking uh, egg commercials, which Bill Hicks uh, famously, well, I don't know about famously, but hilariously uh, said, you know, I have done so many drugs, but I've never been so high that I thought that an egg was in my brain. I have saw flying saucers come down and explain to me how they built the pyramids, but not once have I ever looked at an egg and thought it was a brain. That's not a brain. That's breakfast. Who's hungry? We've been up for three days. Ah! Something like that. I don't know. I probably ruined it, but oh well. Anyway, along with those douchebags, uh, Project Sam, uh, who is co-founded by uh, Congressman, I don't know if he was Congressman, yeah, I think he was Congressman, Patrick Kennedy, a fucking pill addict, an alcoholic, piece of shit, who got into some trouble and then all of a sudden is like, well, yeah, I'm a drug addict, but now I'm just going to be anti-drugs and people will vote for me because they're fucking stupid. And then his little butt buddy, Kevin Sabet, who used to work for the drugs are. I hate that fucker. He's a piece of shit. Well, I don't know if he's a piece of shit. I actually read in a High Times article that he's actually a pretty nice guy. But he's fucking dumb as fuck, so he can go fuck himself. And, uh... I don't know. I don't know what I was talking about. But anyway, these groups, uh, these sort of anti-legalization groups, these these people who are coming out at the sort of forefront of anti-marijuana policy reform, uh, these people get most, well, I, I don't know about most. I'm not exactly sure on what percentage, but major, major contributions to their organizations come from pharmaceutical companies most notable among those uh people like purdue pharma who make oxycontin and uh i don't know some others but anyway basically you got uh these people who produce you know pharmaceutical drugs which are a thousand like exponentially worse than cannabis like so terribly bad like part of what's driving the uh heroin problem here in the united states aside from the fact that the market has been flooded with cheap high quality heroin due to increased production in afghanistan following 
the U.S. invasion in 2001 is uh, the, the, the pharmaceutical companies and the widely available uh, opiate drugs. Because what happens is people get on these drugs for whatever reason. They might be abusing them uh, recreationally or they might even be prescribed them by their doctors and end up becoming addicted that way. And eventually what happens is uh, these pills are fucking expensive, which is part of the reason why these uh, drug companies have so much fucking money to give to assholes like Project Sam and Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. And then because the legal pharmaceutical drugs are so expensive, these people turn to heroin because heroin is cheap as fuck. So anyway, these assholes are giving all this money to anti-legalization groups and these groups then are taking this money and, you know, coming out and beating their chest against marijuana and the scourge of drugs. But then when it comes to uh, the question of uh, prescription drug abuse, which is killing, you know, more people than heroin and crack and cocaine and is like the biggest drug problem in America today. These groups are just like, you know, we could uh, like just try to educate people. Just try to start some programs to count pills, tell people to count their pills. I don't know. Seems that that'd be good enough. Not, you know, go to the FDA and bump up the uh, restrictions on these drugs make it so that uh, you have to have a higher level of pain to obtain a prescription for Oxycontin instead of right now it's mild to severe pain, which, you know, mild pain could be like God knows what, but you know, severe pain, you might need some fucking Oxycontin or morphine or something. Mild pain, take some ibuprofen or, or, and here's here's the main thing. Or try a little cannabis. Because cannabis is okay. It actually helps with pain. So that's that seems to be the main uh, sort of thing that's going on here. These drug companies are fucking shitting their pants that le- weed is going to become legal. Because if people can smoke weed and find relief from their pain from weed, then they're not going to get their fucking opiate drugs and get addicted to their opiate drugs. And that's going to cost them billions of dollars on their bottom line. Wham! Oh my god. So they're, you know, throwing all kinds of money at this shit. And then, um, I guess the other side of the anti-legalization movement is law enforcement. They say, you know, like, we're just worried about uh, public safety and uh, the kids. We're, we're just trying to protect the kids and all this kind of bullshit in our communities and, you know, all this fucking nonsense. But if you look at it a little bit deeper, you'll find out that um, law enforcement receives a lot of supplemental uh, funding from uh, asset forfeiture, which... Anybody who knows anything about this or has been listening to the show at all knows that asset forfeiture is basically, uh, if you have drugs, the police can rob you. So if you're a drug dealer, 
the police are going to uh, steal your drugs and probably go out, go out and sell those and make money that way instead of burning them, which they're supposed to do or destroying them. Uh, they're going to take any cash that you have on hand and they're going to seize any assets that you have, such as vehicles, uh, houses, anything like that. They're going to seize and auction that for money for their department so they can hire more officers to make more arrests and continue the cycle or pay for expensive fucking military equipment or whatever. That's one end of it. And then the other side of it is um, federal grants. There are federal grants uh, set up that uh, basically are designed to help with the enforcement of drugs. I believe one in particular, I can't remember the name, something Edward, Brian, Breen, some shit like that. Grant was set up to uh, help with the war on drugs back in the 1980s. And basically, uh, departments have to, you know, document a certain number of uh, drug arrests. And by that number, they either qualify or don't qualify for the grant. And then they receive thousands of dollars from the federal government to hire officers. And again, continue the cycle of arresting people for doing drugs. So when all these people... Uh, law enforcement officers come out and they're talking about, well, we're going to protect our communities and public health and safety and blah, blah, blah. You can just sort of ignore those arguments and confront those cocksuckers on the real fucking situation, which is you're worried about your fucking pocketbook. You're worried that if weed becomes legal, which weed accounts for over 50% of all drug arrests so that's over half of all your money making bullshit would just disappear if we was legal you're gonna lose a shitload of money you stand to lose money and that's what you're fucking worried about you're not worried about safety or maybe you are but not really i mean if you're being honest like comparing you know if a kid's smoking weed or drinking alcohol objectively speaking if you're not a fucking moron you'd rather have the kids smoking weed because there's less danger to that child than if they are drinking alcohol so there you go folks the main enemies to legalization big pharma and the fucking money hungry police so i don't know i don't know what the fuck you're gonna do with that information i guess debate people next time you see some bullshit police officer on facebook or police department posting some shit about how they oppose marijuana legalization call them out on their bullshit that's what i did one time i called them out on their bullshit and they were like oh but 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 we we never get federal grant money oh so you're just robbing people then cocksucker and then uh, the guy didn't have anything to me say to me after that i don't know if i got blocked or what but anyway there you go that's about all i got for now uh Hopefully this episode doesn't suck. Uh, probably will, but we'll see. And anyway, till next time, peace, bitches.